Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 56 of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Tech Reputation. Tech Reputation offers IT business owners a simple and effective way to manage, acquire, and market their positive reviews online. In addition, the online dashboard includes the ability to enter your company details once and have it published automatically to over 60 directory and review sites and keep it updated, synchronized, and without duplication. For a free 14-day trial, visit techreputation.com TSB and then get 10% off your setup and monthly subscription with a no-risk 30-day money-back guarantee. So that's 14-day free trial, 30-day money-back guarantee, and 10% off if you visit techreputation.com TSB. It's also brought to you by Tech Site Builder. Tech Site Builder is the place to get a quick and easy website up and running for your computer business. Save time and frustration with Tech Site Builder. Head on over to techsitebuilder.com for more information. On today's episode, we'll be talking with former reporter and public relations expert Ki Trang Ho about tips and tricks for getting featured in local media like newspapers, radio, and TV. How can you make yourself newsworthy? How do you find news outlets looking for a story? And what are the do's and don'ts of being interviewed by a reporter? All that and so much more coming up right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Computer Business Marketing Show. If you own or work in an IT services business, this is the place to learn how to get more clients, keep them happy, and grow your revenue. You can watch, download, and or subscribe to all show episodes at computerbusinessmarketing.com. You can also catch our live stream on Facebook every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Just be sure to like the Tech Site Builder Facebook page, click the following tab, and then select See First so that every time we go live with a new episode, it'll jump to the top of your Facebook feed and you could make sure you don't miss a live show because the cool thing about the live show is that you can always jump in and ask questions or participate. Let us know what you think about the interview as it's going uh, and we, we can have some uh, interaction and, and you can actually be a part of the show as it's happening. So that's very cool. It's a lot different than just listening to the podcast in your earbuds, you know, as you're walking the dog or something, it's, it's, it's real interactivity and you can learn something, you can have your questions answered. So I'd love you guys to join us in Facebook. And again, that's every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, just like the Tech Site Builder page and we'll see you there. All right, so I'm excited uh, for today's episode. We've got uh, a very good topic that I think a lot of folks can uh, haven't really dug into in their businesses. And it's it's one of those untapped resources that I think uh, can really make a big difference in getting the word out about your business. And that is PR and specifically local PR. And we're going to talk about how to leverage local PR with uh, Ki Trang Ho. She is the founder of Key Financial Media, and she's going to be kind of uh, breaking down how to get yourself out there and get mentioned by local media and all of that stuff. So before we dig into that, though, just want to uh, really quickly remind you guys that you can sign up for the Computer Business Marketing Newsletter. That is a weekly digest of different marketing tips and tricks that comes directly to your email box. Uh, and it's just kind of a great way to get motivated and get that extra push to uh, you know try different marketing techniques and uh, and you know just take action on different things because one thing I've learned as I've been in the marketing world is you know every business is different every location is different and that you really never know what's going to work best for your business unless you try it so th that's kind of what this newsletter does it gives you all those little nuggets of ideas that you can try experiment with figure out what works and then once you find something that works you know stick to it how can you stay consistent how can you take it to the next level. Uh, the newsletter is going to help you with all of that. So just head over to computerbusinessmarketing.com. There's a, a sign-up form at the top of the page there, and you'll get in the newsletter. There's no gimmicky downloads or anything. You just sign up for the newsletter. You get info. There's no sales. It's just info, lots of good stuff. So head on over to Computer Business Marketing and check that out. Um, and then before we jump into the interview, just want to give a shout-out to our first sponsor, and that is Tech Reputation. 
Tech Reputation offers IT business owners a simple and effective way to manage, acquire, and market your positive reviews online. And we all know this is the day and age of online reviews. And I don't know about you guys, but every time I go to look for a new service or you know bring someone to hire someone to do something in the house or to fix something, the first place I go is either Google or Facebook, look up the business, see what kind of reviews they have. Look for that five star. You know, I, I want to see that they have like at least, you know, maybe four, four and a half, five stars, anything below four stars. And I'm just, uh, are you the same way, Key? Yep. Yep. Uh, just looking, looking for that, uh, looking for those reviews. Um, so, so that's a big deal. So for your company, you want to make sure that you're only uh, getting positive reviews. Um, the first way to do that is of course, just to do an awesome job and, and be a great service provider. But, uh, you know, sometimes you have a bad day or sometimes a customer misunderstands something and, and they might, you know, not even tell you and they just go and leave a bad review. So what Tech Reputation does is it allows you to kind of intercept them before they go to leave a review. So when they're done, uh, when you're done providing service for them, you can send them a message saying, hey, what did you think of our service? And then if they say, hey, it was great, then you forward them to a review service of your choice, whatever you're trying to curate reviews on. If, uh, if the customer says, you know, uh, it was a horrible service, then instead of sending them to leave a review, it sends them back to you to try to fix the problem. So, you know, you can um, try to help them through. You can try to understand. You can try to, you know, do what you can to make it right. And I think that's the big difference is, you know, we all screw up every now and then. But what do you do after you screw up to make it right? And you want to have that opportunity to do that. And that's what Tech Reputation does. It lets them come back to you so that you can make it right before they go and leave that nasty review. Um, not only does it do that, but also Tech Reputation gives you a, a single pane of glass to see all of the reviews over all of the different places online. So Facebook, Yelp, Google, any place that someone can leave a review online, they've got it there. And you can just see at a glance, you know, how am I doing? How are my stars doing? Where, where do I need to spend more time curating positive reviews? And you can see all of that in Tech Reputation. Uh, another cool feature there is that they will uh, look at all of the different directories online. So the social media, uh, local business directories, and see where you're mentioned and make sure that your information is correct. So are, does it have the right business address? Does it have the right phone number? Is your, you know, your business name spelled correctly? Because a lot of times some of these directories you don't even sign up for. They can pull your information from other places and if you've changed your information or you've updated your phone number, sometimes these directories don't refresh themselves with your latest information. So you get that transparency into all of those directories so you can see where your information is not accurate. And then you can go and update it and, and make sure it is accurate. All of that in one easy monthly payment through Tech Reputation. Uh, Ramey over at Tech Reputation has uh, generously offered listeners of this podcast 10% off the uh, setup fee and the monthly payment. So uh, if you want to take advantage of 10% off all the payments through Tech Reputation, just go to techreputation.com slash TSB for Tech Site Builder. So techreputation.com slash TSB. And then when you check out, you use the coupon code TSB10. And it says it right there on the website. Um, so you could take advantage of that discount and then also take advantage of all of the uh, cool features that Tech Reputation offers. Lots of listeners of the show have signed up for it and are loving it and are getting lots of uh, positive reviews on their different review channels because of it. So it's definitely worthwhile to check out. Uh, again, techreputation.com slash TSB. All right, guys. So without further ado, let's jump into the interview. Today, I have uh, Ki Trang Ho, who is the founder of Key Financial Media, and uh, she is going to help us navigate the murky waters of local PR and how to uh, how to make uh, figure out how to get ourselves mentioned and, and how to participate and how to you know become part of the inner circle of of local media. So, hey, Key, welcome! Thanks for being a guest. Thank you, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. So, um, before we get into the interview and start talking about uh, PR, uh, why don't you just kind of give us uh, a brief idea of your background, where where you came from, and how you ended up where you are now as the founder of Key Financial Media? Well, I have 
um, experience working in TV, radio, print, and online. And I used to be a reporter at Investors Business Daily covering exchange-traded funds and mutual funds. And I did that for about nine years. And then one day I was recruited by a startup website that wanted to create a new site that catered to financial advisors. And so I quit my job and, but, and my, uh, my manager organized a going away party for me at our local watering hole that Friday. And then lo and behold, the startup founder retracted her job offer. Oh no. So I was out of a job and IBD didn't let me stay because they said, well, you already showed that you were emotionally ready to leave. And so I was just basically forced out and I said, okay. So I decided to go freelance and start my own company because I applied for a few other jobs, but didn't get them. And, um, and then while I was at IBD, I, Thought, you know, there were, I dealt with so many people who were wanting media coverage and were desperate to get media coverage. And, but they couldn't speak in plain English. And one time I was even going to do a QA with a woman and she could have had the whole back page of the A section to herself. And that would would worth tens of thousands of dollars if you were to advertise on that page. But right. she's getting this front and center for free, but she couldn't speak in plain English. So I couldn't use her. And Mm. I just thought, why doesn't this woman just get somebody to write this for her? And so I, that gave me the idea. I should go into ghostwriting for financial advisors. And so I, that's where I started. And then um, one day I was trying to get my client into Forbes and Forbes said, you know, we're not looking for any more financial advisors to um, contribute articles, but we do need more people to write about exchange traded funds and mutual funds. And I said, oh, I could do that because that's what I was doing at IBD. And then, so that's how I got into Forbes. And then um, about a year, um, a few months into that, I got an email from Kevin O'Leary's people of Shark Tank and because he was launching a line of ETFs and they wanted me to interview him about his new suite of ETFs. And I said, Oh, I asked my editor, Oh, can, since I am going to have him on the phone, can I do a sidebar about Shark Tank? And she said, sure. We've been wanting to uh, beef up our coverage about Shark Tank. And then, so ever since then I became the Shark Tank person at, at uh, Forbes as well. And so I've had a blast. I've been covering exchange traded funds and mutual funds and investing in personal finance and everything related to that. But then I also covered entrepreneurship and in particular small businesses who went on who went on that show. And so I've cool. seen the whole gamut of people doing PR really poorly and badly and everything in between. Yeah. And I mean, like Shark Tank is the ultimate PR, right? If, if you can land on Shark Tank as a, as a uh, startup, uh, there's no better exposure than that, but you know that's the few and far between people who can get on there, and um, and that's you know the 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 crazy exception. But for for all of us who are just trying to you know get in the paper or get on the local news or get our the word out, um, uh, you know even that is is tricky enough. So definitely love to kind of dig in to that with you um, today. Now you mentioned um, uh, in your story that. Um, your friend had had problems putting uh, putting something into plain English. What what does that mean exactly, and why is that important when you're trying to get um, you know articles or get coverage in in the media? Okay, I find that people in business, especially people in technology and in financial services, they talk kind of like this. Like, say they were um, Martin Luther King giving a speech on the on the mall, they would say, I have a vision for a multifaceted, mission critical uh, solution that could be applicable across multiple socioeconomic levels that can be um, leveraged to the fullest extent of humankind. (laughs) Right. That's not very inspiring. Exactly. Who would understand that? Right. Yep. So... I can agree. I mean, I can agree that, yeah, IT, especially in IT, you know, we, we get into, um, the, the rut of, you know, speaking in technical terms and, um, or corporate speak or, you know, uh, all of that stuff. And 
when you're trying when you're trying to appeal to to media outlets, they they're trying to appeal to mass audiences. So they want something that everyone could understand. Uh, it's what it sounds like you're saying, and and so I, that's kind of why it's important. And, and and it's hard, and a lot of technical people don't aren't really able to to translate into stuff into I guess quote unquote plain English. Um, so is, is that kind of the first step in, um, in, in getting coverage is, is making sure you have a, a story that people can relate to? Absolutely. You have to be able to speak in sound bites and use a lot of good anal- analogies and speak visually. And that's why I think um, if you watch Shark Tank, Kevin O'Leary is the most um, entertaining person to watch because he has a lot of really good quips and that makes for really good um, sound bites. Like, you know, just instead of calling people small businesses, he calls them cockroaches. Instead of saying, you know, just go out of business or um, close down your business, he says, take it behind the barn and shoot it. So you could see images like that. And people relate to that better because people also like to hear stories too. And those are kind of like little stories tied into a message. So uh, is that, is that something that we should like come up with beforehand, like some, some bullet points or talking points about our business or or how, how do we go about doing that? Absolutely. I think everybody needs to have a two minute, if that, or one minute is better, shorter is better. An elevator pitch that basically just says, hello, my name is introduce yourself. And I um, provide an XYZ solution. I work with people and provide XYZ solution who have a problem with ABC and I help them. And what is the end result that you help them achieve? So for me, it would be, hello, my name is Key. I work with financial advisors and small business owners who have a need for um, getting more media coverage to raise their visibility and credibility. And I help them by connecting them with um, news reporters to get their stories in the media. And that's, that's great. I mean, that's like an elevator pitch, right? That's great to have in your back pocket in any time, whether you're at a cocktail party or you're hanging out with friends or you're at a, you know, a conference. Um, It's just great to, to be able to succinctly sum up your, your business and who your clients are and what your services are. Um, And I, I think that can, it sounds like that can also really pay dividends in that when you're trying to get PR, if you're talking to a reporter or something, you know, you want to be able to get, get it out and, and make it quick and make it relatable and, and easy to understand. Absolutely. So, um, so let's talk about how to, um, how to find uh, places to, to get publicity. So, you know, the, the typical uh, person who's listening to the show is a uh, IT services business owner. They either, you know, they have like a computer repair shop in a local community or they might, you know, work out of their home and they do business consulting, but it's it's very it's usually very local. Um, so where where are some places we can look to kind of get the word out about our business? Okay, so I have two parts to that answer. Okay, first thing is sign up for this website called helpareporter.com. And it the acronym is HARO, H-A-R-O. And basically it's a match.com for sources and reporters. And every day reporters submit their stories to Haro and Haro compiles a list that they send out to all of the people who sign up for their email blast. And it's completely free for both parties. And reporters will say, I am working on a story about um, X, Y, and Z. I need to speak with A, B, C, and D about this. And they will list their questions. And here's some tips for um, replying to Haro is that, Reply to them in an email directly and just um, that means like don't make them go through a middleman like a PR person because that just adds another layer of work for them. And so reply to them directly, introduce yourself and say, hello, my name is and your um, position and your company name and even a link to those and your city and state because that's what a reporter needs. And the easier you make their job for them, the more likely you'll be quoted. And then briefly state why you're qualified to answer their questions and then just answer their questions. Now, I know a lot of people will think that this is very time consuming and it is. I have, you know, to read through the list every day is takes a lot of time and they come out three times a day. 
but it's, and if you, you feel like you wasted a lot of time if you don't get quoted, but you don't necessarily waste your time because think of it this way. You can turn what you wrote to that reporter into your own blog and post it on Facebook or LinkedIn or um, your own website. So and save it for another reporter because another reporter will probably ask the same questions down the line somewhere. So, and the more experience you get doing this, the faster you'll become. So, and also if, you know, if you just have one area of specialty, it just becomes second nature to you to answer these questions because um, you just, it's just like asking you what you had for lunch that day. So, uh, so yeah, so it's, it's good practice to kind of pitch stories to reporters and, um, and yeah, I'd actually know a, a couple interview, um, I'm sorry, a couple listeners of the show have, have used Taro to, to get, uh, to get mentioned. Um, so, so yeah, that's a great way. Now say, you know, we, we, we say, uh, we find a story, we say, Hey, I'm an expert. And then they say, okay, let, let me, let me talk to you. What are some tips you have for when you're actually you know, talking to a reporter, you're getting quoted, or you're being used as an expert in a story? Okay, I have several tips for that. Because um, one, you need, like I said before, you need to learn to speak in animated sound bites because that's really what we're listening for when we, um, when I, I worked in radio and TV and newspapers, we're just listening for everything is just blah, blah, blah. Oh, and then we hear the sound bite, and then we just write that part of the tape in so we can transcribe that. And the rest is just a lot of noise. And so you have to be very, very um, succinct with your message and very direct and clear. And these were some of my biggest pet peeves when I had, when I was um, a reporter is that I had what I would call, and I had names for all these people. Okay, one of them is the long talker. And the long talker is just yada, yada, yada. Um, they go off in this long tangent and they talk about everybody's related to everybody in that story. And they tell you about what, how they came to that point of time in dinner and um, every extraneous thing that you don't need. And they just drone on and on and on. And then two, there's the narcissist. And the narcissist is always the one that is the self-promoting, um, me, me, me type person. And that person is, um, I, I'm like, I was reluctant to do a lot of phone interviews after a while because all the people I talked to were just narcissists. And I would ask them like a direct question, like, what is your outlook on the stock market when I was covering stocks? And they said, well, like, first, let me tell you about me and Jeez. my achievements and my right. background and what I've done. And it's like, no, I just want to like get off the phone with you as fast right. as I can. And I don't want to hear about them and their achievements. If you want to brag about your achievements, post it on Facebook or your parents' refrigerator. <laughs> right. And then two, I have the story hijacker. And the story hijacker is a person who responds to your query about a story only so that they can really just pitch you uh, their own story as like they do it as a backhanded way to get um to try to um like corner you into writing about them right. in a really, really sneaky way. And that is just, you can actually get banned from Harrow for doing that because a reporter could report you for being off topic for wow. responding and just being, um, you know, not playing in the sandbox correctly. Right. And then um, two, I just, Oh, another person I have, I, that is the opposite of the long talker is the clam. And that person will just, say one word, two word things and just say like, how's your day? It's like, fine. Um, what did you have for dinner? Good. Yeah. Like a high what school kid. Go? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I would recommend practice talking for about a minute for each question. Okay. So that's interesting. So, and then I guess you don't want to um, talk too much about yourself. You just want to address the questions being asked, right? You don't want to go off on topic or or kind of take over the interview, just, you know, answer the questions. Um, any other advice you have for, for, you know, uh, and, and actually before, before you get into that, I, I think the benefit of this is that if you're seen by, you know, at the, as the, at the first time by a reporter as being a, a good source or a trusted source, then correct me if I'm wrong, but they might come back to you time and time again to, 
continue to use you as an expert because you were such a good resource. Exactly. You want to be totally accessible. So let people have your direct email and your direct phone number and contact you in any which way that is best for them, whether it be through text or WhatsApp or whatever. And the biggest turnoff for me when I was a reporter is having to go through a PR middleman because I just thought it was just a waste of time of having to like ask the PR person, send my questions to the PR person who then forwards it on to the CEO or whoever who sends it back to them and then sends it back to me. It's like, why don't can't I just like email these people directly? And I just thought like the PR person just seemed like a glorified go-between. And, and if you, and if it takes longer to um, access you, then if somebody's on a tight deadline, they're just not going to, um, think of you first. They want to think, go to the person who is always accessible and is provides them what they want, wham, bam, and not like talk on and on. Right. And so in order to be the resource, you should, I recommend that you be a thought leader by writing articles yourself first, because then people know that you have something good to say and that you have a body of knowledge to share. And then also when after they read something, then they can ask you questions about it. And that's how I've been invited to do a lot of interviews after people read my articles. Because otherwise, a lot of times people respond to my um, haros and they say, oh, I can put you in touch with so-and-so for a phone call. But I don't know what that person, anything that, what that person knows or thinks or where they're coming from. So it's a crapshoot for me to talk to them. I want someone I know basically what they're going to say. And that's why um, when I worked in TV and radio, all those people, it seemed like they were just, everything was done ad hoc. Ad hoc. It was not. All those, quest- all those questions were fed to the anchor and were um, discussed ahead of time between the source and the producer. And the producer and the anchor already kn- knew all the answers to the questions. And so because that person was prepped beforehand, everybody has to be prepped beforehand on both sides so that everybody can sound good when they um, are talking. And so and so if they don't know, they, if they aren't familiar with you as a, being a good talker in the first place, they, it's a huge risk for them just to put you on. So that's why the people who are on YouTube or podcasts and are already doing a a lot of their own media are the ones who get invited most often and same with book authors. Right. So it's, it's one of those, um, it's one of those things that might be kind of hard to break in at first, but once you're kind of in that, that circle, then you, you probably get referred to uh, around and passed around as an expert and, and it's true because you you watch the news or you know you listen to radio and you tend to hear the same people mm-hmm. come on as experts time and time again because those are like yeah. the go to people, right? And yeah, yeah. So it, it's it would be great to be the go to person in your local you know your local networks. Um, great. So uh, let's say for example we have like a newsworthy thing that's happening in our business. Like maybe we partnered with a charity or we worked with a, a famous you know customer or we're opening a new location or something, how, uh, because the Haros, you know, like reporters are coming to us with, with information that, that we can connect with. But if we have a story we want to get out there, what's the best way to kind of pitch it or get it in front of the right people? Okay. Well, I recommend creating, if you don't have access to very expensive media databases, like Cision or Meltwater, you could create your own database. And basically what you do is you um, look up all the news articles that have been written about your competitors and, um, and any reporters covering your space, your niche. And you can look up the reporters by their stories on Google News, as well as bloggers on alltop.com, as well as all of like the blog um, compilation sites like Feedly and Feedspot. And then you go to find those articles. And what I do is I create a spreadsheet. And I create a spreadsheet that um, starting with Google Forms, in which I write, um, I create a form to that lists their name, their 
title, their publication, and an article, their email, and an article they've written about your space, and then um, any, any other notes, like any notes that you, like, for instance, if you have somebody in common or are in the same group, because this will be useful for you later on. Okay, so then you go to their website, and then you use, uh, like, a service like this one. I forgot what it's called. It's called um, oh, Hunter.io. Mm. And Hunter, have you used Hunter.io? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. It's awesome. So it's a Chrome extension that you put on Chrome and it will give you all the email addresses associated with a website. So it will, and then it also can, it can guess what a website's, uh, what that person's email is based on the uh, format that they're using, you know, whether it's last name, dot first name or whatever. Right. And at, like in this case, workflowy.com. And I've actually found people that way. Or you can look them up cool. on social media and contact them through Facebook or um, LinkedIn. Or um, And then there's also lots of different reporter databases like Muckrake and, um, and like Meltwater. But like those sites cost a lot of money. Mm. So then you send your write a press release and then send a pitch to them saying, hello, I see that. Um, you covered, um, you know, X, Y, Z. And I think that this is a perfect story for you. And by showing that you know what they cover, it just shows that you've taken the time to get to know who they are and to, um, you know, and it looks like you sought them out like a heat seeking missile. Because one of the biggest pet peeves reporters have is that people just doing what's called a spray and pray where they just send out a massive blast email to everybody and even if it's has nothing to do with what they cover and so that's why I always get um when I was a reporter I would I had all kinds of ridiculous press releases like for new cat video releases and new <laughs> dog food um, right. food trucks in LA and things like that and I have to be honest I'm guilty of that too but when you show that you've taken the time to know a reporter because they're just as egotistical as anybody else. So they'll feel flattered that you uh, made an effort to know them and that you are providing good information for them to, um, uh, for their readers. And then focus on how can you help that reporter make the, write the best story and be a hero to their readers. Because just like what you said before is like your people in your business live off of star ratings. Well, the crack cocaine for reporters is likes, shares, and page views. Mm. Because we live in an age of page view journalism. So if you can share, give them information and help them write a story that's going to get, you know, likes, shares, and page views, like the way Bill Gates has money, they're going to love you. Who can say no to that? Right. Because... You know, a lot of reporters these days are even judged by how many Twitter followers they have and how much engagement they have on their stories and how much, um, you know, Facebook followers. And so if a reporter, any reporter who writes a story and sees that it gets no traction, they're just, it's like, it's like a comedian not getting laughs for his joke. Uh -huh. It just makes you want to just curl into a corner and die. Yikes. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah, a lot of great advice actually. And it, it kind of reminds me of, um, if you're trying to get the attention of a reporter, you know, not to, like you said, do the spray and pray where you're just throwing it out there to everybody. Um, that kind of reminds me of good marketing where, you know, if you're marketing your services, you want to, uh, focus, if you're, you know, if you're going to be talking in front of a room of dentists or you're going to be putting an ad, you know, on Facebook targeting a certain demographic, you want that ad to speak to that, you know, that target audience, just like you want your, you know, your, your press, uh, coverage request to speak to the individual publication or the individual reporter. Uh, and you know, if, 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 you know, it's a tech magazine, then, you know, talk up the tech angle. If it's a lifestyle magazine, talk, talk up, you know, the lifestyle angle of the tech. And, and I think that's great advice and probably something not a lot of folks do or even think about, 
uh, is to kind of change the message or, or the pitch, depending on who you're talking to. Um, so yeah, great advice so far. Now, um, what, what if you want to like, like be a contributor, like write your own piece or create your own content and get that content featured in a major publication or something? Do you have any tips for doing that? Absolutely. I think that that's one thing that everybody should do is, um, and anyone can be there a blogger these days, thanks to Medium. And Medium is a great site. Medium has, um, like, all of the major companies are posting blogs on Medium, and it their site links to Medium as their blog. Hmm. And because when you are on Medium, you are basically doing it, you're performing on a stage with thousands, before thousands and thousands of people. And so you will get you get higher search engine ranking because the platform itself is already a credible site. So like if somebody Googles your keywords, you're more likely to come up in a medium article than you are your own, um, you know, tiny website that has like no page views. And I also recommend um, contributing to medium and other sites like patch.com. If you can, like when I was last month, when I was doing a, um, promoting my friend's Kickstarter campaign is I wrote an article for her about her as if I was just a reporter in patch and it shows and it shows up in search results just like any regular news article and it also showed up in the Meltwater database as press coverage for that for my friend. And so there's many, many other sites where you can contribute blogs. And I think you should just do all of them. And then once you can show that you have, you can, um, you have a following and that you have something good to say, then you can pitch your articles to a bigger publication like Entrepreneur or Forbes or TechCrunch because they see, they, um, they are desperate for new content all the time and they want to uh, publish news articles because they have this beast to feed constantly. And if you can show that you've already, um, you know, created a following and you have, and that you write well, why would they say no? They'd be stupid too. Right. Exactly. Uh, you got to kind of prove, uh, it sounds like you got to prove your, your, uh, yourself through, you know, publishing on your own first. And then once you, you know, have kind of a good body of work, you can take that and then use it as an example of why, you know, you should be featured on some of these other places. And, you know, and, and folks listening to the show, they don't have to, you know, um, necessarily target big publications like TechCrunch. They can look at their their local paper or some of the local publications and probably have a lot easier time getting featured on those um, uh, because, you know, the, the pool of people they're pulling from is a lot smaller, uh, for sure. So what are... Um, so I, with all of this stuff, we're, we're kind of putting ourselves out there and we're getting in the public eye. What are some things to like some of the risks of this or some of the things to look out for as we're getting ourselves out there? Because there's kind of some exposure that's going on as we're, we're putting our business name out into the public eye all of a sudden. Absolutely. You know what? I think that there's always going to be haters and there's always going to be trolls. And what can you do? Like, at least on some social media platforms, you could just delete them, delete their comments. Like, for instance, through my friend's um, Kickstarter campaign, she had all kinds of haters commenting on her Facebook uh, feed. And you just have to delete them and um, block them there and just don't take it personally because that's if you are a fragile snowflake you're just going to die because people are just nice these days but they're also very brutal and like it only takes just a few people to make a few mean comments to make to make it seem like your entire world is caving in on you because because they just all gathered in one place but most of the time it um like if you just ignore people i feel that they'll just stop yeah, it's when you engage, right? When you start exactly. to like reply and and you know go back and forth, that it just fuels the fire. Yeah. Um, so you know, I I I have this podcast and I I write articles and I get myself out there and I know you know most of the time people are saying great job and and this was really helpful. Every now and then you'll get that negative comment and just one negative comment out of a hundred, you just focus on that negative comment and it's like it eats away at you and you 
and it's it's tough. But you, like you said, you just gotta you know ignore it. Um, you know, we are. It helps to, you know when you're publishing posts on your own website or on your own Facebook account. You have control over the conversation, so don't hesitate to delete those comments or block those people. Um, you don't want you don't need them having that negative energy in your life, and it just kind of keeps you down and and discourages you. Um, but it is you know comes with the comes with the territory of putting yourself out there, especially on the internet. People can be really yeah. mean on the internet because they don't you know they hide behind their computer screens or whatever. Um, great. So um, if if folks like want to learn more about um, this type of, of thing. Cause I, I, like I said before, this is something I don't think enough, um, it businesses are really taking advantage of, uh, and their publications and news outlets that are hungry for tech information. You know, there's, there's hacks going on and there's confusing, uh, privacy stuff going on and, and nobody really knows really what's going on unless they live, you live and breathe it like we do in the it space. And you want to be that go-to resource. Um, so what are some like good, you know, pl- either, you know, websites or uh, online learning or books that people can read and just learn more about, you know, becoming the go-to expert and, and dominating their local PR? Okay. Well, oh, one more site I should, I would like to suggest is Quora is answering questions on Quora ah, is yeah. very, very useful. And it, um, you are actually making someone's day when you answer their question and it will just live on that site forever. And I've actually um, taken action and um, bought a press release service because that the, the CEO of that company explained why his press release service was the best and he compared it to all the other press release services and he made a good case for it. And I wouldn't have seen that otherwise if I didn't... Um, read Quora and if he didn't answer a question on Quora. And so it's a very powerful medium and especially uh, a site like that and Reddit and Facebook is, oh, and LinkedIn too, is a very useful place for people to um, just be useful. And when once people see you as a resource of being useful, then they'll want to um, do business with you. And also same with YouTube. Um, well, for me, I feel like I keep on saying I'm going to create a teachable course about how to get media coverage for your business. And I keep on saying great. I'm going to do that, but I, um, and it's been on the back burner, but there's lots of classes on Udemy, um, that provide that. And, um, as well as, Every online course I've seen, some type of marketing um, course, like Coursera offers it, Linda. And I've also read a really good book called um, PR for Dummies. That's a great book. And it's really old, but there's um, there's tons of online sites. I mean, um, right. um, yeah, I can't think of anyone in particular. I, I especially like... Um, Neil Patel's blog, neilpatel.com. He's a really good blogger and he has really good tips on SEO and um, marketing. Yeah, definitely. A big fan of Neil as well. Um, and he's like, he's he's a content creation machine. Like he's constantly just coming out with videos and podcast episodes and articles. And so his information is good, but a lot of times I'm following him because I just want uh, inspiration from like a, a true hustler, you know, he's someone mm-hmm. who's just out there working all the time. And anytime I feel lazy, I just look at Neil Patel and I'm like, Oh, he's, he's, he has some new fresh content every day. Um, so yeah, that's definitely a, a good one. Uh, cool. So, um, I, I think we're, that's about all the time we have for today. So do you, do you have any kind of parting words of advice or any, anything you want to leave us with as far as, you know, trying to, get the word out there and get mentioned in, in, in local uh, media? Well, I think one of the most important things to do after you get media coverage is if you get quoted in a news story or um, you write an article is that you have to shamelessly promote it and to get eyeballs to it because that's 90% of creating content today is getting people to see it. So otherwise, you're that proverbial tree that falls in the forest when no one's around. Because right. if you were written about in the news and no one reads about it, it's like, did they, did you really get media coverage? So I think you need to have a 
strategy for that. And my strategy for that is to shamelessly promote it on Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, and all the forums on um, Reddit and other sites. Like every site that lets you provide a description and a link like Tumblr and um, and Reddit, post to it. And same with Medium. And then ask people in your space to do that too. Right. And if you have the budget, um, buy ads to um, to send people to your, to your article. Hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. And, and yeah, don't, don't be afraid to, to, like you said, ask people to share it because, uh, especially if, if it's one of, you know, your first mentions or, or it's, you know, it's kind of a big deal, right. And your friends and family are going to be excited for you and they're going to want to share it and let people know that someone they know has been mentioned and Hey, even maybe your customers, you know, because the, the, folks who are listening to this should know by now that they need to be sending their customers regular emails, whether it's a newsletter or updates. And the perfect thing to put in that, that email update is, Hey, we, you know, we were mentioned in the local paper or, Hey, we had this radio spot. Here's a link, you know, share it with your friends, spread the word. Um, and then they're going to feel proud that the person they do business with is, you know, a hotshot and has been mentioned on the news. And so they're going to want to share it. But they won't share it unless you take that first step of saying, asking them to. And that's just something not a lot of people do or think about. And and it doesn't take much. You just got to, you know, give them that that little push and say, hey, you know, share this or let your friends know about it. And then it can start spreading like wildfire after that. Absolutely. I mean, it's the day of the, it's the age of the internet and, and there's no easier, t- no better time to get your, get things shared, <laughs> right? And get, get things promoted. So Definitely got to do it. Awesome. So um, where could folks uh, reach you or, or find out more about you if, if they want to uh, ask questions or, um, you know, see what kind of services you offer? Well, feel free to reach out to me through my website, keytrangho.com. That's K-Y-T-R-A-N-G-H-O.com. And of course, I'm on every social media. I have like on my website, you'll see that's like list of social media. I'm on, I have a profile on every site. So you can find me on Quora, Medium, LinkedIn, Facebook, Reddit, everything. Awesome. And what was that, um, that group you, you uh, mentioned, uh, and it was before we started recording when I was trying to share this to some different uh, Facebook groups, but there's a Facebook group you mentioned that sounded really cool. What was that one? Yes. Entrepreneur Exchange Facebook group. And that is a group um, with a lot of Shark Tank entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs who've appeared on Shark Tank and pitched on the show and fans of the show and people who want to get on the show. But it's mostly a lot of entrepreneurs and they bounce questions off of each other and they really are supportive of each other and answer questions, even though, um, you know, they're taking their time to just offer free help. Cool. Yeah. I, I, I'm a big fan of Facebook groups. I just love them because they're so... they're they're so interactive and they're so engaging and, and you can ask a question and get an answer right away from people who know what they're talking about. Um, and it's, it's more, it's so instant. And so I'm, I'm a big fan. So I'm definitely drinking the the Facebook group Kool-Aid. And, and so um, I'll, I'll put a link. We've, you've actually mentioned tons of, of resources in this episode. So I've got a whole list here that I've been keeping track of. I'm going to put oh, all these great. links in the uh, show note episode or I'm sorry, the show notes of this episode. So if you guys are listening to this um, after the fact, or you're watching this live now and, and you haven't been able to keep up, um, just check out the show notes. That'll be at computerbusinesspodcast.com uh, under episode 56. And uh, we'll have links to all of these resources, lots of great stuff where you can you know, uh, get in, in touch with different reporters. You can find different places to get featured. You can feature your own content and publish your own content. And then you can learn about how to be a PR ninja <laughs> like, um, like, uh, like key here. So awesome. Uh, thanks for being a guest. Uh, it was a lot of fun. You have a lot of passion for this, this topic. Uh, and so it was great, uh, kind of digging into that and great getting to know you. Thanks for, for being a guest. Thank you. It was a blast. Awesome. All right. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Before I leave, just want to mention our second sponsor, and that is Tech Site Builder. Tech Site Builder is the service that allows you to quickly and easily get a clean and professional website up and running for your computer business. You can save time and frustration of trying to install your own WordPress version or signing up for a service that doesn't 
speak to IT service businesses. I know uh, a lot of frustrated TechSite Builder customers have told me that they signed up for TechSite Builder because they, you know, they signed up for Wix and they tried to build a, 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 a website for their computer business, but it kept trying to, you know, make make a photo gallery or you know, uh, do all this stuff that, that they didn't need for a computer business. They just wanted, you know, to list their services, have some testimonials, maybe a, a newsletter sign up for them, a blog, and that's it. And then, and just get back to running your business. And that's exactly what Tech Site Builder can do for you. Um, super affordable, super quick, super easy. We take care of the SEO. We take care of the speed. We take care of the security. So you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. It's just a nice, clean, professional looking website. Because um, let's face it, you know, we we a lot of us can build websites, but we don't necessarily have the the eye for having a good looking website or having good aesthetics. Um, people go to school a long time for that, and uh, uh, so you know, leave the website stuff to the website folks, and you can do the uh, computer repairs and the IT consulting and that stuff. Uh, you're the expert at that, so you can do that, um, and uh, and. Let us do the website. So that's what TechSite Builder is. Head on over to TechSiteBuilder.com. If you need a fresh look or if your website just isn't performing well for you, TechSiteBuilder.com has the answer for you. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode. Don't forget to join us in the Facebook group. I was just talking up Facebook groups before. Um, There is a Facebook group for all of you guys. It's called the Computer Business Marketing Group. Just go to Facebook, search for Computer Business Marketing. Um, You'll find it there. Lots of... uh, uh, really passionate, smart people who uh, own a computer business and are trying different marketing techniques, asking questions, answering questions, a lot of great insights. Um, You can find all of that at uh, Computer Business Marketing on Facebook. Last but not least, don't forget to uh, let me know what you think of this podcast. Go to iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you listen to this podcast, and and leave a review. Uh, Leave an honest review. Let let me know what you think. about the episodes, uh, if it's helpful, if it's not helpful. Every review you leave on those platforms helps the podcast be found, helps it bubble up to the top of the different algorithms they have. And then we can get found by more people, have more great guests, and uh, and be able to help all of you guys uh, in the future grow your computer business. So that's going to do it for this episode. Don't forget to check out our sponsors, techreputation.com and techsitebuilder.com. Thanks for joining us this episode of the Computer Business Marketing Show. My name is Matthew Rodella saying here's to your success.